0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Kindle, Android, or MP3 player.
1: Explosion critically injures one at Delaware Pumpkin Flinging Contest. Local source, Pumpkin Chunkin Injuries (laughs) 2. That's the news headline. A pump, a a punkin chun what the fuck leaves two in critical two injured and one in critical condition all right man fucking white people what's up guys welcome back to the io panel very exciting day. You are on episode 34. Thanks for tuning in yet again. Uh it's uh James. I'm this week's uh host with the most and I've got my two uh evil cohorts counterparts counterparts here uh Mr uh Mr. Professional Doctor Neil and Antonio Carlos Danger Blevins
0: Oh, that's fucking amazing
1: <laughs> How you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing very well
1: Nice, how was your week?
0: Um, It kind of flew by I don't really have anything to report I don't think I went anywhere Or did anything significant Just kind of coasted through Like most of my life
1: Just made it Yeah I'll see you slide right through Still, still, still breathing I hear you, man That's how it is, man just yep. continue to exist. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and uh, uh, Mr. Blower, what's up, man? What's going on? Not a whole lot. M- M- Michel, Michel. Not a whole lot, man. How was your week? It's okay. Huh? Just. Okay.
0: just... Well, w- once again, <laughs> do, we're doing the minimum here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just making it.
2: Um, yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, James and I, we went to a, a gathering last night. That was fun.
1: That's right. Remember the remember remember the fifth of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Powerful words. Yes. Yes, we we we. Uh, a friend of ours had a bonfire party. And uh it was less remember the re- remember remember and more forget, forget. Yeah. <laughs> Let the alcohol take you <laughs> into its warm arms. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. It was a good I was time. walking,
2: I was kind of stumbling around. I was like, oh my God, I'm pretty drunk. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Falling no. into the fire? Yeah. No, no. Didn't have any of that.
1: Some dangerous staggering around, though. and um, These uh, guys were so,
2: grinding tools down and shit.
1: What so, the fuck? Wait, wait. <laughs> so this is going to go. I'm not even going to say what I mean. This is what I did. So I'm going to say it. Like me and Michael will just talk about this really quickly. So we went to this party. It's at a friend's house. Wonderful guy. His, him and his wife are awesome. And, uh, he sent in the invite early on. He said, uh, like on Thursday, he said, I'm going to get started early smoking a pork shoulder and chicken and ribs in the smoker around like nine or nine or 10. And I'm going to start making knives in the forge. I'm going to fire the forge up and start doing some metal work. If you want to come by, bring some carbon steel and we'll make a quality knife. And I was like, (laughs) yes. How can I pass this up? Sign me the fuck up, bro. So, um, of course, the night before I had been engaged in shenanigans uh, and I woke up at like 12. (laughs) So I got there at three. And they were making knives, you know, out of railroad spikes, which was absolutely crazy. And he had like a bunch of garbage metal all over his backyard, like, you know, and he's like, just pick something. We'll make it up, you know, and I actually, we, Michael, we, did you see the one that got made the knife that got made?
2: I saw it from afar.
1: Yeah. So that knife was a ra- that was a railroad spike, I think, earlier. Mm. Um, And I saw them when they started to form it. And it was like him and that guy and his wife were – they put it in the in the, in the forge. Then they pulled it out. Then they like bing, 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 bing. You know, they're both hitting it with freaking sledgehammers and breaking it down. And it was amazing to see it come together like that. But so anyway, fast forward. We've all been drinking, eating. It's a mess. It's now like 1 a.m. And at 1 a.m., our host, this guy who made the knife – they're in a shed with a grinder, probably drunk, grinding this knife. You know, putting an edge on this knife, and you hear like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just waiting here, like, oh god, <laughs>
3: you know, <laughs>
1: like, I was like this is not a good mix, you know, like whiskey and a grinder and lots of food and socky. being drunk, yeah, and sake, you know, hold my beer, put- yeah, hold my beer, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna bring my shave my fingers down to a sharpened nub on this grinder, um, but it was a good time. Good people. I had a great time. Michael, did you enjoy yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely good.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Oh, it was great, man. It was great. You would love these people, man. You gotta get. We gotta get you back to the city. Well, I am
0: a fan of the host, but uh, it was quite a a journey quite for a
3: me. Tri-
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, one of these days, if you're uh, back in town, you know. We'll have to get together.
0: Right. Or I could just have my own forge with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> he's
1: like, well, oh, forget, uh, forget, uh, forget uh, the
2: forge.
0: Like,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just blackjack and hookers. Just blackjack playing hookers.
2: He's like, yeah, yeah, for- just forget the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's dive right in, man. Well, I would uh, like
0: to have a small moment of silence um, for a former friend um, whose name was often mispronounced yet loved by many. Moment of silence for Tricia, please. Oh, shit. Thank you, Tricia.
1: Tricia. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> I thought of that randomly the other day. I just wanted to make mention of it.
1: Tr- Tricia? Tr- Tricia? <laughs> that was great. Mike, I was like... you, Mike forgot.
0: I forget. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyways, getting into uh, a news story, Adobe, master of all things um, creative, has is working on a new product called Voco. Get it? Huh?
3: Mm -mm.
0: No. Um. the The presentation starts out pretty funny. the uh, The gentleman from Adobe, whose name is Zeyu Jin stood up to the podium and was like, um, you guys have been making some really weird stuff with Photoshop. Um, and then proceeded to introduce Voco, which is their new audio tool. So what they can do is if you say, read a script for 20 minutes, roughly and type in, you type in the script to the program and then read it. So it learns your voice. You can make, this program say anything in your voice.
2: Huh? Yeah. So it's Photoshop for your voice.
0: Kind of, Kind of, I mean, kind of, um, there's a, like a seven minute video in the article. I actually watched the whole thing. It's pretty good. Um, if you guys are familiar with Key and Peel, uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Peel is sort of commentating on this and they had a recording from his, uh, from his partner, not, life partner but comedy partner keegan michael key (laughs) um and he was talking about receiving an award he was like i ran into the bedroom kissed my dogs and my wife in that order and what they did as a demonstration um firstly was switch around the words in that sentence and played it back now they've still got some work to do because you can tell like oh this was it's kind of a cut right there um but it's definitely has potential. And he was like, but wait, there's more. We can make it say something that's not in this sentence. So he cut out like half a sentence and made it say, so I ran into the best bedroom, kissed Jordan. And Jordan's like, Oh, what the fuck? And goes like, not running off stage, but he's like, this is ridiculous. That's in my private life. You know, you, you guys aren't supposed to know about that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But I think it's uh, I would like to play with this, and uh, they point out Do they
2: have a beta or anything.
0: Um, I don't think there's one available yet. And actually, the interface that uh that um Mister Jin loaded up in I guess Adobe Audition is probably like a plugin for that or something. Looked super basic. It was like a text box with a couple of extra buttons around the sides. Um had like cut and paste or copy paste functionality. you could move stuff around, but it looked pretty basic I'm assuming um they have some more user interface work to do and also uh back end stuff, but it does look pretty promising. He mentioned they are making efforts to um protect people's voices, so you can't just like you know. F- falsify an entire speech or something he mentions you know watermarks of some kind or um you know some strategies that they're working on to to prevent things like that
1: sounds dangerous
0: it could be i mean anything is dangerous if it's used incorrectly or by the wrong people but he said you know this could also be used for um easily like firing out audiobooks
3: Mm.
0: Which would probably affect mm-hmm. the um the profits of good audiobook readers, but
1: but audiobooks will get cheaper. Right now, audiobooks are 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 um cost prohibitive mm-hmm. for most people.
0: Is it because you know? of the time the time needed for the person to read it and what they're charging it, and everything?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like how much does it cost to have William Shatner come in and record? you know, 10 hours of audio, you know what I mean? So it's like, and it obviously probably takes him like months and then it's like cleaning and then re, you know, recording certain words when he says urinal instead of urinal, (laughs) you know? So,
0: but, uh, I just wanted to make mention of that. It's pretty cool. It's almost like a, do you remember those, uh, the programs that were basically like a virus on your computer, but you could make it, you could make it (coughs) talk shit out of your computer in a computer voice. Or like an alien voice.
1: Vaguely. From like we
0: you know, install on Windows ninety eight, root your own computer, but it makes funny noises. Yeah. So yeah. There's like an updated version of that, I think.
2: That's cool. Well, there's I mean, there's uh you know, there's already text to speech stuff out there, so this is yeah, kind of like the next evolution.
1: It doesn't sound yeah. it doesn't sound it doesn't sound as good. If this if they can make this sound like like, Natalie Portman or something, or Nick Nolte, like they say in the article, mm-hmm. then that's cool. Like, because Nick Nolte sounds like a fucking maniac. He's like, you
3: know, God, <laughs> you know, he just,
1: he sounds like he's got broken glass in his throat. And, Take him know, off it, the fucking grid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the glass has, like, cocaine on the edges, you know, like, yeah, that's what dude, it sounds. What
0: happened to his oh. his voice in the last, like, decade? I don't
1: know, man. What happened to that other guy's face, who's basically Nick, Nolte, Nick Nolte's son? You Is know Larry what I'm talking Busey? about. No, no, that's the other one. No, the other guy. Gary Busey's son? No, no, no. The <laughs> <J-G-Busey>? guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's another one. But no, the other Did guy, man. The guy. Yes. What happened to his body? Jesus I Christ. Ah. Anyway, we, yet yeah, I, I digress. It's very cool, man. How many hundreds of dollars they charge for this? Do they say?
0: Um, I don't think they even talk about availability or pricing yet maybe they'll just bundle it in with their creative cloud in 2 years or something but wouldn't it be cool to have you read yourself an audiobook
1: yeah that'd be awesome it'd be creepy as fuck it would be no but you know what i would do i would i would have audiobooks um i would give it i mean i'm assuming if you let's say if you give it 20 minutes let's say they make it like 2 hours of you talking like i just have voco listening to our, our podcast, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, okay, I got this. You know what I mean? Then I would have all the books read to me by Michael or you or myself. You know, I would get ebooks and then have, and if there's an API, you get an ebook and then dump it through Voco, and then you get this like fucking recording of myself reading an audiobook. I would love that because there's so many books that I would read that I just don't feel like I can't dedicate time to sit down and be like, okay, now's reading time. Mm-hmm. You know, like audiobooks are fast and I can do other stuff while I'm doing it. So, um, I would love that. Like that'd be awesome. Like I hope, you know, I think the dark side of this is like, you know, an Obama speech where he says, I'm gonna take over America. You know what yeah. I mean? Like somebody doing that. Yeah, but the good side of this is like the ability to for for cheaper audio content and the the way or like newspapers, like what probably the best part of my day is when I read the Washington Times on a condensed version of the Washington Times in audiobook format. Um, it's free. There are a few other newspapers, but they cost money. But for other newspapers, it's probably cost prohibitive. And the Washington Times is just like, New York Times is like this liberal rag. I wish I had like other, another choice, something in the middle, you know? So it'd be great to have that for, for these companies to be like, okay, it's valuable now to make audio content, you know? That's, I think that's the way people are going to take in content. Like, people, unless an article is truly compelling, do you really sit down and read it? No. No, you know, but there might be a there might be a nugget in an article in a three page article. You're like, OK, I'll, so, you know, I'm not going to read it for this. You know what I mean? I'll just miss that nugget. But if there's a, if it's audio, then, hey, you can fucking have it playing while you're cooking. Yep. You know, or
0: you could have um, you could have your your parent always read you a bedtime story even after they have passed away.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's creepy how you, the way you said it in your creepy smile, yeah. but it, it, it's an awesome concept <laughs> though. Yeah, you know, can you imagine yeah. that? Like having a voice assistant that's your dead dad or something.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it's I know parents record themselves reading stories so like they can play it to their grandkids or their kids or you know just so they can have something left behind when they die. But if you can have like anything read in your parents' voice or Whoever, then uh, that would be kind of creepy, but yeah, some no, people but might love it.
1: Cry, like
3: a yeah, asshole. exactly. I love mommy.
1: Yeah, the nightmare. God Mike's Damn. tearing
0: up right now. I can see him.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All you hear Mike is like his mom coughing. <coughs> <laughs> Micah? Micah? Micah?
2: <laughs> that's what she sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> the future is here. <laughs>
1: Do you remember the old the old website and I had one of the banners on the website was a toucan? <laughs> and it was like, you yeah. <laughs> remember that? Oh, boy. What was the name of that website? Michael Pet Flesh
0: International.
1: Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> and still to this day, no one can remember how the name came to be.
1: Oh, boy. I don't know. I think I just blurted it out one day, but I don't remember what made me think of it. We must have been
2: drinking. Probably.
1: Of
3: course.
0: Yeah.
2: That <sighs> was a long time ago
1: though. Yeah, man. I wish you still had that site.
0: I still have my copy of Smart Tough Guy.
1: Yeah, we'll have to publish that right one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to put that in Heavily the archive. Censored. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So um moving right along. So this is a this is pretty cool. Uh and actually I think it's on Fortune magazine, so unfortunately fortune's like horrible and you're probably clicking on the link and you're going to be like, Oh, I can't fucking look at this. I'll give you a basic rundown at BlizzCon, which this is pretty awesome. I heard about this from a friend of ours uh, at BlizzCon. They announced that they're going to be working with Google with deep mind to do artificial intelligence in the next iteration of Starcraft. Um, and they're like the best. And, and basically let me, I'm jumping ahead. They're going to take Starcraft let Google mine, let DeepMind stare at it probably for like six months to eight months, and obviously some coding is going to happen there. And then DeepMind is probably going to be the best fucking StarCraft player in the world. <laughs> so I think this is fucking awesome though because and and scary, but um I think it's awesome because it's only a matter of time before we can get DeepMind into other things that have um. finite statistics and certain things you can do. Like, like, and I'm sorry, the way I'm, the way, what it, what I mean by that is, you know, like Go has, there's like so many moves you can make and so many ways you can go and so many things the other player can do. So it's predictable. Same thing with Starcraft, but it's more asymmetric than Go is. So um, if they can master this asymmetric uh, RTS, then there's more things that they can master that are asymmetric, which is like what's the best way to go to work and where you should stop um, if you need groceries and do you really need to get that milk? Or do you have so many days left on the ex- expiration date? Like you can just like, we can like, we can take a stick and jam it into our lives. And that stick is fucking deep mind and it can spread like a virus and look at everything and, and then combine that to give you the best advice possible. Mm. Just yeah, your, this Doesn't sound I'm, ominous. I'm okay, it sounds, <laughs> sorry. It sounds a way I explained this. It sounds like, really take this creepy. Like
0: <laughs> jam it in your ear. And let it control your life. (laughs)
1: Like fucking (laughs) 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 hypnotoad.
2: Sounds
0: like uh, Skynet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, but I think I think it can potentially be very cool. So, well, Well,
0: I like it because there are some games out there with pretty good AI, but a lot of games have, I mean, their AI is like it's just predictable. So, if they can create, um an AI in a game that is unpredictable, but still scalable to skill level then I think that's pretty, that's a pretty big step.
1: Um, yeah. So I, I feel the same way. And I think there's going to be like some amazing things coming out of this, you know, I think, I think the future is looking to look very good for AI. Yeah. And, um,
0: you know, driving a spike into the ground, and letting DeepMind run the world aside, it could definitely have effect <laughs> look, on, like, on city planning and stuff like that. So actually affect the evolution of society.
1: Yeah. And uh, that was like, the wrong way to explain it. Yeah. But I mean, just, just I look at it and I think to myself, well, this is like a great way to – because if you had something else in your life that could take care of that lower level organization – Like, oh, like responsibility
0: and yeah, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I hate to say that, but it's true. Like we live in a world right now where it's like, we're so pulled by all this media that the human brain can't keep up anymore. Like this is a 1952 where you focus on like two or three possible jobs and in a small 50, 50 mile span of your small town. Now we're national global human beings. Like now we're like thinking about our podcast and our hobbies and uh, video games and, Work, And then within work, within that sector of work, you're thinking about seven different projects going on at any time. Like more is expected of us uh, in a far reaching way as human beings than ever. So if I could have a real good, thoughtful, personal assistant who could look at what I'm doing and say, okay, we understand you're working on this project. Here's I pulled some information for you in relation to these keywords, you know and then you take 2 seconds, you take like a minute and say okay, this is all worthless and it says okay, I'm going to go get you more. So it does that and at the same time it's like okay, by the way, I placed orders for all this stuff you ordered last month because you're running low according to the 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 according to the refrigerator, the IoT refrigerator told me you're running low on these things. So I ordered this stuff, it'll be at the house in 2 days, you know. I sent an email to the dry cleaners to pick up your dry cleaning and I sent an email to to the front desk to say, you know what I mean? Like there's so much you could do if you had an AI or personal assistant that was like actually just looking at information that we already know, that's finite, you know, Mm -hmm. anyway, that makes a little more sense. Yeah. I like that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, nothing will take the place of hypno in my heart. Yeah. So
0: I thought you were leaning more towards like, "Ah, I want someone to fucking do my laundry for me. So I don't have to do that menial task.
1: Well, dude, I'm waiting for someone to invent the side by side, like the washing machine. A washing machine where you load your clothes in the top, yeah. and then sometime during the day while you're gone, the your clothes fall out of it onto the
0: <laughs> into hot. a shredder, hot. and they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> a new one show up at your doorstep the next day with Amazon Prime. <laughs> exactly,
1: <dry>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say into a dryer, but yeah, I like I, I would love like a box. Like if I could designate maybe a twelve by six foot by three-foot-deep, big-ass fucking wall, and it's just a smart dryer where you load clothes in here, and it shits out clean, pressed, and folded clothes at the bottom. Perfect. I'd buy that. I'd pay, like, fucking $6,000 for that. You could you know? definitely
0: do that if you wore the same outfit every day. Always. Because then you could build a custom machine to, like, fold this size shirt in this way and put it here. That's true.
1: Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. There's a lot of Anyway, yeah. That's another yeah. show. That's yeah. our, that's our invention show. <laughs> um <laughs> it's called I o Panel invents. Uh go look for it. It's actually a thing it exists.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so moving right along. Um Microsoft Surface Studio. That was announced this week at the at one of the Microsoft at the Microsoft show um which was a day before the Apple show. Uh this is kind of noteworthy because, and I'm only going to briefly about this, because Microsoft released Microsoft they released Surface Studio. Um, it's a 28 inch tablet all in one PC thing runs Windows 10. Uh, comes with, or you can buy a stylus. I think it comes with a stylus. You can buy one, and it folds down into like a drafting table type situation. Mm. But everyone who's played with it so far says it's amazing. And they say that it's powerful, it's, the screen is amazing, like it's off the charts great. And people are like, this is going to be rubbing up against Wacom's business and Apple's business. And <clears throat> uh, surprisingly, I heard a lot of people who, uh, on ETC News, they're talking about this, and they all use Macs to do all their you know, video editing work and stuff like that and design work. And they were like, you know, Apple's kind of abandoned us. In the last several years, they really haven't iterated or done anything, you know? Um, and, you know, I think all of us can agree that Apple, in our mind, if you say, What do I get? I need to use Photoshop. I need a design system. They're like, Get a Mac, you know? Um, <clears throat> well,
2: that was always the classic answer, but I don't think that's been true for a while now.
1: It, I, I guess it's not. And I didn't know that. It has been I mean, true get-
0: for a couple of things, like video editing. It's kind of still true just because Apple like if you use uh, uh iMovie or Final Cut or something, it's so heavily tailored to run on one platform that it's super quick. It's very efficient. Mm-hmm. But if you don't use those two programs, there's no reason to get one.
1: Right. So, uh, I mean, I was kind of shocked when I saw that they were talking about it and they were like, yeah, it really isn't, it really isn't that, like that anymore. And Apple has kind of been, kind of abandoned this whole community that made that really brought them back. Like before there before anyone cared about iPads, iPads or freaking Apple Airs or whatever, a design community made having a Mac cool again. So it's kind of interesting to see Microsoft iterate and be like, okay, here, we've made something for you. It's crazily expensive, but it's not that bad. Um forty five hundred dollars
2: <laughs> to uh it's three thousand for the base one, I guess. For the
1: base one, yeah, for the base one. But who buys base? Come on, man. We're you fucking hobos here? Come on. We're
0: we're artistic professionals.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But uh, NVIDIA GeForce 965M uh, GPU 8 gigs of RAM. That's the base one. I mean, it's. I read the article. I'm not going to go through it all, but it looks like a really cool device. And then on the other hand, a day later, Apple does their release and they're like, hey, we took the same old iPod, the same old uh, Apple laptop that you love Added a few features, made it a little bit faster, and now we've added an LCD th- panel where you can move your finger across. It's a special proprietary nothing. And all I thought when I saw that, I was like, this is something Sony would have done in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know? And Michael, you, you, I mean, uh, Evan and Michael, you guys both worked with me. You know what I'm talking about. Sony came with these amazing, mm-hmm. cool, one-off gadgets that only worked on their machines and that you look at it and you'd be like, who were the drivers for this? Like, what are you going to do when you wipe this machine? and it was the same it's the same kind of thing like they put a tiny strip of lcd above the keyboard and get rid of the function keys and so now you have this like i don't know what it is it's cool it's a if, contextual
2: uh you know thing like uh, it can change depending based on, what, on what program you're in or yeah. whatever which is kind of neat i mean it, like it'll have stuff up there like if you're in photoshop you can have a bunch of stuff there that for easy access whatever, but still, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of BS. I'm, I've been waiting for Apple to come out with a touch screen computer. A lot of people
1: are, and it's not happening.
2: You know, apart from their tablets, their iPads and stuff. And it's like, bro, what are you doing? You know, well, a company, there's a third party company that'll take a MacBook and make it a, a touch, make it a touch tablet thing. That's pretty, but it's very expensive. It's very expensive. I imagine so.
0: So regarding the um, LCD or LED bar replacement of the F keys, it's kind of cool that it it changes or it can change, you know, contextually what program you're running. Um, The thing that I think is an issue, assuming it's true, I did not research this myself, but um, you can't actually customize it yourself. So if you wanted to have like certain personal shortcuts up there or whatever, you can't do that. It has to be associated with a program like sanctioned by Apple.
1: That I know of, yeah, right now, but but I think probably someone will make a program that will do that I wouldn't be surprised that wouldn't happen right now out of the box. you can't do that it's it's you know vendors have to be signed have to be like signed on to this program to be not on i mean not literally, but they have to be like part of they have to be into this and be like, okay, we're going to make it work with our thing right you know
3: yeah,
0: also um I was listening to another podcast, and someone had an idea that in in the next couple of generations, what Apple is going to do is actually make something similar to what you could call like a Nintendo DS, which is a like a laptop and you have your, you have your screen, but instead of the keyboard, there's another touch screen, which you like a keyboard is displayed on.
3: Hmm.
1: So in it,
0: so like two LCD screens, And you can fold them together, like fold it up like a laptop, but you open it up and instead of having a physical keyboard, it's just a touchscreen keyboard, which would probably make it super easy to change languages, to actually customize your keyboard for Final Cut or Photoshop or whatever. Um, You know, any number of things. You could even fold it flat and have a a very strange movie watching experience. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Well, there is that one. We have seen that one keyboard, which was stupid expensive. That. Each key is its own little screen. Yes.
0: I think that was called the Optimus keyboard.
2: I mean, that thing was pretty badass.
0: hmm
2: And that, you obviously, you could do that kind of stuff on. It would be interesting having an, an, that whole space replaced with just another screen. Mm-hmm. But it would probably suck for actually typing.
1: It yeah. might suck for us for actually typing, but uh, the next generation might be like, this is great. It's perfectly normal. Yeah. I mean...
0: In- <laughs> In 10 years, it might be awesome if, you know, if it takes that long. But I mean, if you remember some of the old Blackberries or even like the iPhone 7, I think instead of or actually the the current MacBooks and even maybe last generation MacBooks, they didn't actually have a physical button under the touchpad. It was just sort of vibration feedback, but it felt like a button. So it could be mm-hmm. something like that, a bunch of, you know, I don't know how they would implement it, but. A certain like vibration under the keys so it would it feel like you're actually typing
1: have you guys ever typed on an ipad N- no
0: i assume it's just I mean, like typing on a smartphone
1: like when you have it long ways and the keyboard comes on the longest axis no i i, Never, I no i have and i don't know it's weird I I mean I agree with Michael that it would be suck the type on. I think it's just it's just really weird, you know. <laughs> it was like like because because I'm used to like buttons. Buttons have like this yeah, need, they have this scooped the out they have a scooped out portion, and you like okay I'm in the middle of the button. So even though I can't really type when I'm looking at the keyboard, I'm like boom boom boom. Like I know what's happening, you know. And even a mechanical keyboard is even one step better because you hear that satisfying click, clack clack clack, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay. So, you're typing, just pounding your keys on a flat thing. I'd be like, am I in the right place? I don't even know. Can I feel, I can't feel the little line that's on the J? The J and the, uh, what is it? The J and the F have the little dots on yeah. them? I can't yeah. even feel that. I'd be like, what's going on? It, I, I, think, I think it's generational. They might
0: be able to handle that with flexible LEDs and some, some small piece under those keys or something. But also, at the brand new MacBooks, they're... I think they use a scissor switch or a butterfly switch um, keyboard and it's travel distance is like one or two millimeters. So you're already like almost not bottoming out or you're not, not feeling it. Um, But yeah, but speaking of going back to the uh, the Microsoft release, I think that's pretty cool. My, I, I like um, the idea of having like a Wacom tablet, which a large one, by the way, is like four or $500. Uh, yeah. and they probably have more expensive ones and those are for like a 10 inch drawing surface. So if you could have a 28 inch drawing surface and actually see where your pen is going, which has been one of my gripes with them. Like if you use a tablet, it's off to the side and you're looking at the screen and you can kind of see the cursor where, you know, where the pen tip is. But if you look down at your, at the drawing pad it would be so much more helpful if you could actually see what you've been drawing. You know what I mean? Like if you can just draw on the screen, so it's consistent. um, I, you know, I think maybe
2: maybe they need to, well, that's, that's true. Maybe what they need to do is make it so you can use a tablet like device, like an iPad and use that as your Wacom tablet, Mm -hmm. but it's actually drawing on the, but but it's doing it through your computer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That'd be kind of cool.
0: Another reason to have the uh, dual touchscreen MacBook Pro.
2: That's what I was thinking. You, It wouldn't have to just be a keyboard, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, that's something. Um, Apple, I hope you're listening. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so just really quickly. So the biggest competitor to this Microsoft product is by a company called Cintiq.
0: Mm-hmm. I think Wacom owns them.
1: Yeah. So their 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 display is uh the only difference between their display and the Microsoft display, the Microsoft display has a higher resolution overall, but their display has a higher pin touch sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because with the it's like an artist pad, so it's designed to be like, okay, this much means this much, this much, you know what I mean? Yep. And it's finger touch is more sensitive. The touch overall is like Way more sensitive than the Microsoft pad. But I still think, like, this Microsoft thing, if you're just trying to get into, like, if you want to be an artist or just fucking have a, like, you're some rich douche who has, like, loves to spend a lot of money, you know, uh, we know those guys, you know, <laughs> then that's a fucking awesome pad. So. I'll put a link to this ETC News article where they talk about this. Um, it's a video, so it's like 25 minutes long, but it's the first part of the thing they talk about. So where I picked up on it, it's very interesting. Um, definitely a worthy... If you video. look
2: at... So Microsoft has a, a video for this for this new device. And if you look at that video and you look at the video for the new MacBook Pro that just came out mm-hmm. from Apple, the videos are like so similar. <laughs> it's crazy. Like they're both... Like Microsoft is definitely taking a, a page out of Apple's book, you know, and trying to make it all fancy and look cool and which is fine. I don't see why not. I mean aesthetics you
0: know. matter to some extent.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm.
1: Okay, so um let's uh jump to the next thing. Uh Audible. Um so uh Michael, do you read anything this week?
2: Um did I read anything this week?
1: You reread something, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I finished reading the the Fear Saga, or rereading the Fear Saga. So that's Fear the Sky, Fear the Survivors and then Fear the Future. And I guess, you know, I'd only read it once before and it was a while ago. So there were some details from the ending I really didn't remember. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, is this how this ended? I was like, huh. I don't want to give it away or anything. Um, but um, It's a
1: great series, though. It might be one of the is, best things I've listened to in a long time of sci-fi.
2: It is very good. Um, another one I started listening to again, which I'd listened to a while ago, and I haven't quite finished it yet, is, uh, but it's quite short because it's, it's abridged, is 3001 The Final Odyssey. Mm-hmm. By Arthur C. Clarke.
1: There's a movie for that, isn't it?
2: No, there's 2001 and there's 2010. But in the books, there's 2001, there's 2010, there's 2061, and there's 3001. And so, yeah, I you know, they must have re-recorded it. Because from when I was a kid, we actually had an audio book of that book. But it was read by someone else. The one I got off Audible now is read by a new person. So I don't know if Audible re recorded it or another publisher, but anyway. So I've been listening to that. Um
0: could be the mandela uh, effect.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one, especially if you like, you know, two thousand one and twenty ten and all that all that kind of stuff, you know. Um basically the, the book starts off, I'll just I'll just tell you guys the basic plot. So in two thousand one Hal kills one of the astronauts.
0: Spoiler alert, bro.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, if you haven't seen that by now, then <laughs> you know, um, or read it or whatever. And so, and he's left to drift off into space. In three thousand one, they find him, and they revive him.
0: Mistake number one.
2: So they wake him up, and he's like alright he's like why are they talking so weird you know and like all this stuff and so yeah he, he comes to find out of course it's the year 3001 and he's like oh shit you know <laughs> so it's uh, it's pretty cool you know and the way they describe how the future is and everything in this in this book series is or in this book is, is kind of interesting
0: how do they speak differently
2: well is you it know, a,
0: like a mix of languages
2: they, they, the entire, although they still have multiple languages, everyone now speaks English, hmm. which is the new modern equivalent, I guess, of English. And is it a mix so, you of Asian
0: you know, and English? No,
2: no, no, it's just, you know, they have a different way of pronouncing things and stuff. So, so he, he's, he has to learn kind of how to re things. So otherwise people can't like understand what he's saying half the time. Hmm. Which is kind of weird. You know, so initially, he's, his only interactions are with these two people. One of them's like a professor somewhere, and I guess he's studied this kind of older stuff, so he knows about it. And then they bring in this other woman who's a real expert in that time period in history. And she can she can talk to him and understand him, you know, fine. So they're trying to help him, like, adjust to society and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Hmm. But...
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Is it's Hal cool. back in it, or? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, then there's a reason to live. Okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> oh read it. yeah. I'll read it. Otherwise, I'm not interested. I don't care about this guy's misadventures and not speaking English.
2: Yeah. So in the in the first <laughs> couple books slash movies, there's two monoliths, right? There's they find the one on the moon in 2001, and then it turns out there's one out by uh, Jupiter, right? In this book, it's revealed there's a third monolith they found on Earth, mm. buried, you know,
0: the seventh Chevron. Was in,
2: yeah, and it was in <laughs> it was buried in Africa, you know, when like mil- millions of years. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like four million years old or something.
0: <laughs> that's actually so, that's pretty cool, actually. Why haven't they made no, it?
2: It's neat. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I like it.
1: Is this by Kubrick or? No.
2: Well, Kubrick's a director.
1: No, no, okay, sorry. He directed them. He made them. <laughs> he sorry. directed
2: 2001. Sorry, man. But no, the, all sorry. the books are by Arthur C. Clarke. Oh, okay. Right. Who was a, you know, a famous sci-fi author.
1: Yeah, I know who he is. He's the guy the the time machine guy. <clears throat>
2: the time machine guy.
1: Yeah,
0: was he? Did he do? Uh, I don't know what that means. Captain Nemo, like Ten Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, stuff like that. No, no, oh.
1: he he did a time machine. Book.
2: That's Jules Verne. Jules, okay, and the time machine is by H.G. Wells.
3: Oh. <laughs> so
2: I'm not sure what James is referring to here.
3: Okay, but that's all
2: okay. Right. That's all right. Now we have to read them all so we know. Yeah. you know I've never read a Jules Verne book. Not one. Me neither. There's 10, you know, 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea. There's um there's one I forget what it's called. I don't know if it's called from Earth to, from Earth to the Moon or it's about them going to the moon. And apparently if you read that, like this guy accurately predicted when we would go to the moon and how we would do it. Hmm. Like a full like almost 100 years before it happened. You know. Like in like in like 1870, he pre- he predicted all this when there was no such thing as a rocket. You know. So
0: what if he he came up with the idea in 1870 and is actually a vampire slash Highlander and became President Kennedy or one of his advisors and initiated um, the steps to to make hmm. us fulfill his dream?
2: Could be. I was going the other direction oh
0: he's a time traveler yeah hmm. I think he's one of those ideas is slightly more feasible than the other Mike
2: <laughs> he's a ta- he's, no no he's a time traveling vampire yes. you
3: know? there
0: we go. <laughs> why not
2: both that's right yep. you know Evan once told me if I was a vampire he would kill
1: me oh definitely Dude, if, I was, if you were a vampire I'd be like yo hook me up bro
0: <laughs> yeah see what the fuck Nah, then we're like super bonded. I mean, we're friends now, but. That's
3: mm. true. That's true.
1: They'd be, be like. Mm. It's like. Uh, Bro, get I'm your mouth prompt. off my neck. Like. I'm I'm Mike's progeny. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's like this sounds
1: horrible.
2: Oh, You are God. my brood. No, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, we can hang out and stuff. The brood man. witch.
0: <laughs> yeah. <You want> bacon. <laughs> no bacon on this sandwich. Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's like, you have oh. to eat all of it. It's like the sun dried tomatoes. I took them off, they're disgusting.
1: <laughs> yeah. The brood
0: witch. It's like,
1: come
2: on, eat him. You'll like them. It's like, yeah, you keep saying that, but
0: no,
3: great. Like...
1: <laughs> best best episode ever. <laughs> it is a good episode. It is a good episode. Um James, you see that thing I tagged you in? That one in the Boost Mobile episode. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> that was funny.
2: Adult Swim is Yo, Wee wet Crazy again. You know.
1: Yeah. I didn't watch the video, I saw it. I meant to go back and look at it. I haven't watched it. I gotta look at it. Yeah, I saw that you tagged me, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta make, it, I gotta make another watch." This okay? So I was gonna say something about something. Uh, oh yeah, you read,
2: you read anything, James?
1: Yeah, um, I read. Um, so I finished. I, I, titians. T- yes, it's the porn titians. No
2: titians. Titans. Jeez, oh, I titans. See. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll let you blame. correct it. Yes.
0: Sorry, Titian t- is a very the- old. Character,
2: the Titians.
0: The Titians are here.
1: Tissues. Titians. Um, all right. So anyway, I finished Titans. Uh, it's not bad. I, I I really don't remember the end of it because I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> mo. I mean, Excellent. I'll be honest with you. The book is good. I have to like, kind of release in the last chapter. Solid The book is the book is good, but it's kind of slow for me. And uh, when there was at interesting parts. I don't know. I'll say this. The way the book starts, you have the main character. He's this immortal guy who doesn't know why he's immortal. He's lived for 3,000 years and he's just been hiding under the radar, kind of living, getting married, faking his death, and then mix and repeat. You know what I mean? And he's wandered the entire world having all these experiences and all this life. And so he's, uh, so he was like brought, he was at a party and, this AI came to talk to him in like 2060 or something like that. And the guy, the guy says, you know, Hey, um, we found out who you were, blah, blah. And you know, at first the guy, he says, Hey, we need your help. He, the first is to join him, but then he, they kidnap him <laughs> and he ends up joining them anyway. And then he realizes this guy is an illegal AI. That's not supposed to be not supposed to exist. And then the shenanigans ensue. Well, ch- when chapter one ends, they start out with the end, the beginning of another story for like the first five minutes of the next chapter. And they do that for every chapter from that point on, they begin the first five minutes of, so there's two stories going on simultaneously one story, but it takes you like six chapters to realize what the first, the first five minutes story is and what it's about. Like you don't know what it's about or who they're talking to. And I'm like, what's going on in this, in this fucking thing. Um That was probably my problem with the with the thing. So what happened was it threw me off so hardcore because there's no there's no context to be like what connects these two stories together. So I was just like you know until like six chapters in, and so I was basically not paying attention because I was like I don't know what's happening. You know what I mean? It's very confusing, but uh, once you get into it, it's a good story. It's solid. And there's an interesting history angle to it, which I think is kind of cool. And it's really well done. They don't beat you in the, over the head with the fact, like I saw when Kennedy died, I saw when Kublai did whatever. Like, it's not like that. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, I was fucking sweeping up in Athens. I never saw anything cool. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, it's like that. Like he's just a regular dude. Um, uh one other note about the book I talked about last week that I heavily endorse, which I think everyone should go read, uh We Are Legion, We Are Bob, the Bob Book One. Um, in that book, when he's speaking to the guy who turned him on the mm-hmm. first time as a drone, that guy um is a trained history major because he speaks English of that period, but they have a couple times when regular people come to talk and they all sound like idiots. It's like, He don't know people b- stuff. N- axe head, You know what I mean? It's like, what? <laughs> you know? And and a couple times the guy's like, what the hell are you guys talking about? And the guy's like, Oh, sorry, Bob. It's, uh, I'm speaking you the old English and they're speaking new English. And he's like, That's not English of any kind. That's yeah. like dummy, you know? He's like, You're speaking idiot, you know? Oh, um, that's like you um, know, don't worry, Scrooge.
0: My wife is tired yeah. she's a pilot, yeah,
1: now. yeah, it's like that it's exactly <laughs> like that, so um, that I thought was really good. that's a really cool, uh, really cool action of it, but yeah, so that's the book I read this week, Titans uh, the next thing that's on my list is let's see here, uh, I gotta finish Titans, which just gonna take me like fifteen minutes before I finish that. How long is it,
0: um, like seven it, hours it, or something. It's-
1: Oh, there we go. Just started again here. Um, few book details. <laughs> Ten hours, which is actually short for a book. I would get. Um, normally I try to get the books in the fourteen hour range.
0: Trying to get the value for your money.
1: Yeah, man. Because it's uh, when you use it, like you're commit, you're not committed. You can return the books on Audible, which is nice. But it, it sucks to return them, you know what I mean? Because you have only have so many return credits or whatever they call it. So, and I don't want to, it's like an investment. Like when I go pick a book, I read the thing, I read the synopsis, and I have to go through a million books to find just the right one I want to watch. So I don't want to invest like two hours on a book and be like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. So I hate to find the wrong books. And sometimes I'll stick books out, I'll stick it out even though I don't like a book, just so because of all the time invested in picking it, at least to me. What's the name of that Bob book again? Um, we, are legion? We, we are legion we are bob the bob of first book one is that okay. ridiculous yeah
0: james you and i should talk about a super secret coupon code for audible books that both myself and mike have uh, benefited from
1: oh okay we'll talk about that yeah i definitely need to talk but i've listened to more audiobooks and you clowns <laughs> uh, oh, jesus me. Okay, so there was one more thing book related I wanted to mention but I can't remember what it was now. So
2: Oh, James, I I wanted to ask you. Um yeah. So I have a book in my library that I still haven't listened to yet. The it's by John Scalzi.
1: Mhm.
2: Old Man's War.
1: Yeah, it's great.
2: I need to check that out, right?
1: Oh yeah, it's a good book. I couldn't I couldn't bear to listen to the next book, but it's probably good too. Um I just couldn't listen to it because it I don't like books that I don't like books that build a universe. I like to sit with one character and stay with that character for a long time, and then meet new characters, then build the universe. And this book jumps around. The ne- the second book too, jumps around from the main character to other characters. And John Scalzi is an amazing sci fi writer. He's absolutely amazing. So if you've never heard of him, he he's got uh, the Old Man's War. He's got uh, what oh Michael? He's got a bunch of books that we like. Is it Red Shirts? Red Shirts is one did, of his. Did he write that one? Yeah, Fuzzy Nation is one of his. Um, hold on, let me look here, because he is a pretty prolific uh, writer.
2: Yeah, Red Shirts is pretty cool. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure we talked about that before. Yes, it's kind of like a. It's kind of like a, they're making fun of Star Trek, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. But it's it's good.
1: Yeah, there's a new one called The Dispatcher, and the reader of The Dispatcher is Zachary Quinto, which I'm kind of scared to read this because it's pr- it's only two hours long. But dude, Zachary Quinto, he's like one of my favorite actors. He's the guy who plays uh, Spock. he's the be- is Spock, and also the bad guy in Heroes, it's which silent. is fucking amazing. Sci- holy shit, yeah. he's fucking he great. was he was the best. He was the best. Like, he was the best character in the fucking show.
0: If we could, if any of us could be superheroes, we'd probably be that guy.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: If we had any forethought and like chose, <laughs> we're able to choose what our superpower was.
1: Yeah, I want to fly. <laughs> Fuck.
0: <laughs> Let me cut your head open. Now I can fly. Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, gotta be like Meg. She gets her superpower. She can grow her nails. Oh
1: god, yeah. <laughs> on <laughs> command. Um. Okay. So another one is Lock In. That one's narrated by Will Wheaton. He loves having Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton read. Um, so lock in, I've, I have that book. It's awesome. Uh, there's fuzzy nation. I haven't read that one yet. Uh, that's also narrated by Will Wheaton old man's war. Um, yeah, that's read by William Dreyfus. Like what the hell? Um, and the sequel to old man's war is the end of all things, the ghost brigades, human division. There's a bunch of them. Uh, another one I've read by him, uh, androids dream, uh, do androids dream of uh sheep, you know, or it's called The Androids Dream, but it's that quote from whoever that guy is. Uh, when androids dream, do they dream of sheep or something like that? Um, and who is that by? That's, um, that's by John Scalzi. No, no. but
2: So the that book is The Androids Dream. Yeah. Right? But what's that What's that quote? Or that's, that's another from, book. It's the name that's of a right.
1: book. I can't remember the name of a book, though. I that's can't
2: Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Yeah. That's by it. Philip K. Dick. There yes. You go. There you go. Which is, of um, course, that's that's what blade runners is based on.
3: Yeah. Ooh, so we have something
1: uh, a,
0: related to that coming up later.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Android dream is really good. Um I don't think it's blade runner ask but it is very good. Um so there's a lot of good books. John Scalzi's a great great, great uh, reader, great great writer, excuse me. Definitely worth time to pick up a book by him.
3: Very good. Excellent.
1: Yeah. Um okay, so let's jump on down. Uh unless we got unless someone has some for Nope. No? Okay. Let's jump on down. So, um, Evan, <clears throat> I don't think you've played this. I wanted to ask you if you've seen or played the Titanfall multiplayer. It's supposed to be the fastest multiplayer out there right now. It's supposed to be off the fucking hook.
0: Uh, I presume you mean Titanfall 2?
1: Yes, TF2. Not Team Fortress 2. <laughs> the cancer of
0: the internet, Team Fortress 2. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, no, I I have seen
0: some short clips of it, and it looks awesome. Um... I I briefly played the first Titanfall and it was pretty fun um playing with friends online it's you know that always kind of makes it fun but it even with its features like it was one of the first games to have like wall running and right. stuff like that little like jetpack boosts combined with that you can actually move around very well but um I didn't have a lot of fun because of one of the features that was supposed to make it fun like you can call, you can summon basically a mech and fight in the mech. But I found that super confusing and just trying to like take down mechs and take down other people as a, essentially a soldier uh, was difficult. So I kind of stopped playing after like a week.
1: Okay. Okay. So the new one is basically same premise. I think um, there's calling down Titans and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I talked to you guys about the single player last week. I watched a playthrough of it. It looks really cool. The story's good. It's just too short. Um, and I think eh, the, ty- the they said that it's even faster now. But if you didn't like the mix, what is, which I can understand, would be annoying because like when I watched the playthrough, I was like, oh. When I watched the playthrough, I was like, oh, you know, he's wall running now, and now he's in a thing. Can the mechs wall run? No, they can't. So now there's like this mixed mixed situation where you're like, I built this skill set and I want to do this, but you can't. So I feel like it would cause like, uh, cause, I don't know how to better way to say it. Like it would cause like trigger hesitation. Mm -hmm. Like when you're like, now you have to think in a new mode because you're in a Titan. So yeah. Um,
0: Can Titans wall run now? No, they can't. Shit, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, that exactly, exactly because then you could like have similar controls across the board. But no, Titans have a bunch they have a new set of a whole new set of other features mm-hmm. including the core um thing where they charge up a thing and they can fire do other core maneuvers and fire multiple weapons and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, it's cool. I can see it'd be cool, but I think it'd be annoying. And I don't think the maps are. I don't know how big the maps are. But anyway, so I want to ask you about that. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about as far as game theory is concerned um, is Call of Duty uh, infin- Infinite Warfare. Uh, I watched a playthrough of this, and I know people are like, does he even play games? Like, does he even like games? (laughs) (laughs) He just watches playthroughs? Um, I hate spending money on games, uh, because what's going to happen is I'm going to play it, and I'm like, this is a great game. And I'm only going to play it, I'm going to play it all the way through, play it once, and then I'm never going to touch it again. Because I don't like the multiplayer first-person shooters. The maps are too small, too confined, and I don't want to play that kind of way. And I like to play tactically. I don't want to, like whatever, you know, like run and go ham, you know what I mean? Uh, so these games aren't really, like, Call of Duty's; just not for me, it's the wrong crowd, but I've always loved and enjoyed the Call of Duty story modes, and this one, the plate, I-, I thought the story was great. Now, I tagged the, I linked the article in the show notes from a guy who hated it, <laughs> um, and his reasoning is good. So in the article that's tagged here... He basically says, you know, if you read the whole thing, he breaks it down pretty very succinctly. But basically it's like, hey, you know, it hits all the notes, but it also hits all the bad notes that Call of Duty always hits, which is uninventive and repetitive, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, and and, you know, he uses one at one point he says the game plays on rails. You know, which is probably my one and main only complaint. You know, I thought the storyline was on point and I watch when I watch the playthrough or play a game, I want to have compelling storyline. Like I want to I want to care about the characters. I want to be upset when the characters die. I want to defend the characters and I want the defense of the characters to mean something. When they say support this character through this map I want to care why I'm supporting this character. You know what I mean? Not just like, Oh, I'm just supposed to fucking follow this guy around and keep him from getting shot. Like it's meaningless. You know, it doesn't add to my gameplay enjoyment. So, uh, I want to, so this, this offers, this brings that, you know, it, it, it builds wonderful characters that you care about. Uh, there's a couple characters in there that are like lame ducks, like salt. Um, she's the, she's his, she's the leader the commander's uh second lieutenant or she's still to the other lieutenant in charge on the carrier retribution and and uh she's like a kind of one shot there's no romance there's nothing it's just like kind of one shot and i'm glad there's no romance i mean that'd be kind of trite and overdone but i wish there was some other depth depth to her right now she's just a stereotypical like Air Force pilot she'd be male female or a fucking robot it doesn't mean you know she's like whatever um probably the best most compelling character in the fucking game is the robot um ethan uh <laughs> private first class ethan e v n and they call him ethan for short and he's the best he has the best lines the best uh the best the best dialogue uh the his his mocap is amazing his motion capture is amazing you know for a robotic character he moves like a robot and you see his shocks and things move, but he also has humanity to him. And when he dies, you're sad. You know, I was sad. Um, it's a good game. Overall, because of him, I thought the game was really good. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm, because I'm a Star Citizen fan, I expect more from video games now. Like, I expect, like, I, I don't want to see a door that opens. And if I look in the door, it's just nothing there. It's just a black hole where... NPCs come out of to fucking shoot you. This game does have some of that, but at the same time, it does have a lot of like really good um, uh, gameplay. It it has wall running and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not far off of Titanfall as far as that's concerned. Um, I feel sorry for Titanfall that it came out the same time as COD did because it's probably better. It's probably a better game than COD is, but Call of Duty is... The storyline's more compelling in Call of Duty, I think. Uh, yeah,
0: I don't think there really is a single player for Titanfall. Like that's there not wasn't, the, that's not the main goal.
1: There wasn't uh, in, a, for, in the first one. There was no single player. There was only it was only multiplayer. This one there's a single player and it's really good. Okay, um, but it's not. It's only four hours long and it's just like kind of like wham bam thank you ma'am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the, the the guy mentions in his article, he's like, yeah, it's a heartwarming tale of a guy and his big ass robot, you know. And it's actually a heartwarming tale. It is a heartwarming story, but he says Call of Duty doesn't have that. I think that's bullshit. Like Call of Duty, Call of Duty is like a story of sacrifice and doing what you have to do. Like there's one point where he's talking to, he's talking to one of the pilots. He's like, we need that air, aircraft anti aircraft. And the anti air gun's down. We need them down now. And the guy's like, uh, uh that's a negative, uh, that's a negative, sir. I'm, a, am I'm, I'm bingo on what, on, on armament. And he's like, I don't care what you have to do. I need the thing. I need that anti aircraft gun down. He's like, okay, I'm going to make a gun run. He makes the gun run. It's a failure. He's like, I need you to bring it down. I don't know, care what you have to do. Do it. He's like, he said, Roger that, sir. I will crash into the anti aircraft gun. <laughs> he's like, it's been an honor, sir. And the guy's like, He's like, and he, that is one tone they have in this, the one thing they have in this game is like, uh, praise to the fallen or something like that. So he repeats that. He's like, praise to the fallen. And the guy's like, praise to the fallen, sir. And it's like, then you see his plane, like, you know, you're like, Jesus. And it's like, for a second there, you're like, what just happened? You know, did he just casually ask this guy to kill himself? And the guy's like, casually like, yes, I'll do it. You know what I mean? But the the situation they were in at the time called for that level of desperation, so it fit, you know? So people complain, like, this guy's complaining about the story, saying it's uninventive and repetitive. But I guess if you expect high-quality dialogue, high-quality mocap, uh, and a very good story from Inf- Infinity Ward and Call of Duty, then yes, it's the same thing. You know, because every time Call of Duty has always delivered that, anytime Infinity Ward is involved, Call of Duty delivers that. So, yes, it delivers on all that uninventive dialogue that's perfect and genius um, and delivers an emotional, heartwarming tale of fucking loss and sacrifice. But anyway, that's my COD rant. Go play it. It's awesome. I think it's worth the money. Mm -hmm. You going to buy it? No. No. Uh, actually, I might buy it. I might buy it. Just to, because some He's of like, the game... No. You know, because, the
2: money, so I'm not going to buy it.
1: No, some of the gameplay is really cool. Um, they have a hacking tool where you can hack the enemy robots and use them and blow them up and stuff uh, behind enemy lines. And the characters, the NPCs respond accordingly. Like, what? why are you attacking us? Oh, no! You know what I mean? And they have these like robots. They're like the size of a chicken. And they're <laughs> a bomb. You throw it out and legs pop out and it crawls and it goes... It crawls on top of a guy and blows up That's awesome on his head. That's awesome and creepy. Yeah, <laughs> it is very awesome and very creepy. Um, so they have a lot of cool weapons, and I can just imagine playing certain levels over and over again, doing different ways. Um, just to say this, I think this is what this guy in this article, what this guy in this article does say about Call of Duty, and I think one thing he's right about the one takeaway I had was I wish they didn't have such a linear storyline. I wish that the gameplay wasn't linear. I wish that there's a point where they give you the option to do certain missions, but I wish the storyline was like a responsive one that if you did this, this happened. There's other ways, like you don't have to play it where Ethan, the robot dies salt where everyone dies. Like in, in, in every call of duty movie game, everybody dies. That's always how Call of Duty is. Everybody fucking dies. You die. Your main character dies. There's no way around it. Everyone dies um, for maximum sadness, you know, <laughs> but... And realism, because
0: we're all going to die. Re-
1: I guess so, yeah. <clears throat> but I wish that they would make it so it wasn't like that. Like, it didn't have to be like that. Like, characters do things that's like, un- that, that you're like, why didn't you have fucking grenade? You could have just solved this problem with a grenade. Like, it's like, okay, you know, I wish that they had... I wish they had made multiple storylines instead of cranking out a game that's really good, but I wish it was more to it. Like, I wish it was more. And it doesn't seem like right now there's more. So, I don't know. Um, that's my complaint. And that's like, if there was more to it, I probably would definitely buy it. But for $69 um, or $60, $59, I'm probably not going to pick it up until it goes on sale for like 20 bucks. And that'll be eight months down the road.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, at least
0: it's not vaporware.
1: Yeah, it's not Vaporware. You're right.
0: <laughs> go to one of those. Uh, go to one of the Russian CD key websites, and you can buy a, key, a Steam key for like thirty seven bucks.
1: Oh, there you go. Perfect.
2: <coughs> Is that true, Evan?
0: Uh, I haven't checked, but yeah, generally, you can you can find some cheap deals out there from from those trustworthy Russians.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Da da, it work. It yeah. work. Yeah. Yes. Like, okay. <laughs>
1: Sounds like you dealt with him before, Michael. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. okay. Well, you know.
0: He's a pro. Yep. Yep. Uh, shall we talk about uh, our, you know, update? Our Fat Chat? Who wants to sing the jingle this week?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: there's no jingle. There's only, uh, uh, what's it called?
1: Sadness and Failure. Yeah,
0: Sadness and Failure. Heartbreak?
1: Huh.
0: Heartbreak. Um. There's no jingle, but there's plenty of jiggle.
1: Oh, oh, Yeah. That's right.
0: So uh, as you all and our listeners probably know, we are currently in a weight loss competition. We have about six weeks left. Is that uh, fair to say? Just before Christmas is when when it's uh, over. So uh, I went... I've been going to the gym diligently, which I have come to enjoy. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, The gym that I go to has a scale combined with a body fat meter and it calculates BMI and uh, breaks down um, all your your vitals that do not come from a doctor whatsoever. And uh, the one complaint I have about my gym is that it's fairly inconsistent about its machinery. Sometime the, their main machine has broken several times and was either just neglected to be replaced or replaced with another machine. Um, This last time it was replaced with a smaller, simpler version, uh, which I actually preferred because it was quick to measure everything. It was very quick. However, when I went to get my statistics today, they had done away with that machine and replaced it with the original one, which takes a lot longer. And uh, apparently gives much different results. Oh,
3: my God. So uh,
0: I'm fairly confident that the scale portion, so the weight is going to be pretty consistent across most devices. Um, But the body fat percentage measurement, I was telling Mike earlier, I'm still going to record it, but I'm going to generally pay less attention to it um, because there's definitely what I would call a discrepancy between what I was using for the last six weeks and um, what will possibly probably be there for the next six weeks. So all that being said, James, I can't help but notice uh, you have not entered any data recently.
1: Yeah, I haven't. uh, About a month. I've been uh, curmudgeon, curmudgeoningly, Disgruntledly staring at the scale in the morning. Disgruntled is a good one. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I haven't entered anything in, and I haven't been really good about it, honestly, about dieting. So I mean, just eating whatever. Um, I've been like, oh, next time I'll do whatever, and I haven't done it. So. The
0: famous phrase: diet starts tomorrow.
1: Yeah, actually, I went to the grocery store today and bought and got myself up keto, good for the week. So, um.
0: bacon, eggs, pork chops, broccoli.
1: Uh, bacon, eggs, cauliflower, and actually, I'm gonna try to make. I'll let you guys know how it works out. I'm gonna try to make uh cauliflower, uh rice. cauliflower, well, cauliflower rice sushi. Mm. So I got some some nori, some seaweed, you know, seaweed, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna make a. After I get off the show, if we have time, I'm gonna make a tama, tamagoyaki, tamayaki, whatever. It's basically a f- Japanese folded egg. Um, I'm going to make that, then roll that in the nori with a little bit of shaved, of like, uh, shaved cauliflower rice and, uh, then roll it in and roll that up with maybe some, maybe like cut up tomatoes or something like that and, uh, call it a day, maybe with a little avocado and make, and tr- see how that works out. I don't know. Uh, the, the thing, I think the biggest thing, I looked up the eggs, that was a little bit hard to make, so I got to figure that out, but, uh and i've sort of made them before but i want to make a nice folded one so that's part of the challenge the other part of the challenge is the uh um fuck uh is the uh, cauliflower rice mm-hmm. you know so i got to work on that um i do also have some meat in the uh crock pot that i'm going to shred up probably tomorrow morning so uh i'll try that out and i've got a interesting salsa that i bought which is nothing but garlic and blended um, uh, bell peppers. So it's Hmm. this yellowish stuff smells pretty good. So I got that in there um, with some water, some curry seasoning and a bunch of other random stuff that I really like. So it'll either be something that tastes really good or really horrible, you know?
0: Yep. Very good. Um, Well, you've got six more weeks to catch up to Mike, who is definitely in the lead by quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I think he's, he told me last night, I was like, I was like looking at him, I was like, you piece of shit, I hope you <laughs> fucking fall into a bread factory and fucking carb load, you fucking bastard. <laughs> fucking slip, fucking call me, call me <clears throat> You know what to Slim. do, James. You know what to do. Shut the fuck up, Michael. Get off your fucking high horse. Poop the weight out.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, what I've been doing. down uh, almost 8% of total uh, body weight loss, so congratulations. How does it feel to be in the lead?
2: Uh, you know it feels great, Evan yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm <mean>, so humble <laughs> exactly no um i mean i i I don't really care about that, although it is a good motivator, I guess, but um, I'm just happy to be losing weight, and you know, I told you guys already my back stopped hurting since I've lost the weight my I have to keep on putting my belt tighter and tighter.
0: Have you had to add any new holes yet?
2: not yet, it was a pretty it was you know when I first started on this journey, it was almost at its max. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm getting, you know, progressively, progressively tighter, but it still has a few holes to go. So, Right.
0: So do you notice a difference in how your pants fit or shirts fit or anything like that also?
2: Um, I mean the pants definitely.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Even though I've been putting the belt, even like a loop or even two, two loops, not a loop, but you know, um, tighter.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And sometimes I still have to pull my pants up. I'm like, geez, you know. Mm-hmm. And now the pants are just like almost too big now, you know.
3: Yeah, the
2: that's pants great are Well, that's
3: awesome.
0: Money spent on uh, smaller clothes is money well spent. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, man, I'm. uh, You know, I'm very happy, and I you know want to keep going.
0: So let's Absolutely. see. In one month basically you're down. If I may say Mm -hmm. about 25 pounds, Mm -hmm. do you think, wouldn't that be amazing if you could do another 25 in the next month?
3: It
2: would
0: be. And then what's half of 24. We'll just call it 13. So say we'll do some rounding here. Um, if you can keep that up, you'll be down 65 pounds.
2: That'd be pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing I might hit a plateau at some point.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, but I'm, we, I'm hoping that'll just be temporary, you know?
0: Yeah. We briefly talked about that. You know what to do, right? It's
2: like start, start so- myself for 24 hours.
0: No, go gorge yourself on fucking Costco pizza or rice or something. Like, carb up for a day or two and then get back on keto chow.
1: Really?
3: Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm
1: hmm. Huh. Yeah. And you know, what is it? How does that break the plateau?
0: Um, I don't know. Forces your body into some unofficial, non doctoral advice reset.
1: Huh. That's interesting. Nice. Mm hmm. Michael, I'm going to be waiting with bated breath to see how you win this thing.
0: It's going to be close. I've taken some uh, some poor advice from a YouTube doctor, which we'll we'll talk about <laughs> later, and uh, I'm willing to go to any length to win this money. Yeah. Oh, jeez. He's Christ. like very
2: poor advice, thank you.
3: <laughs> oh
0: my god. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, congratulations yeah, I, on being in the lead. Well, right oh,
2: thank now. you. I didn't even realize I was that that low. I had no idea. I was like honestly I've been dreading getting on the scale. I was like oh my god. I was like it's going to say I haven't lost any weight or I'm down a pound or something I'm gonna be like uh all right. Mm-hmm. But I was like whoa. I'm like way down. I mm-hmm. thought do you, there was something wrong with the scale. <laughs> do you feel like there's a
1: do you feel like you've reached a lifestyle change now where it's like yeah I don't need bread I don't need, I don't need soda or whatever. What, you know whatever you had to stop doing. Like do you feel like uh, yeah I don't need that stuff anymore and I'm quite happy with how things are looking right now.
2: I mean I can definitely go without them. Um
1: are you like fiending for like a pea, like a loaf of bread? Like a, like a sub or something like that or no?
2: No, not really. I um you know, when we we were at our little get together last night, I did I did have some carbs in liquid form. Um but I think, you know, as long as you don't, you know, as long as you're not drinking 10 beers a night, You know, if it's just every so often, Mm -hmm. then it's not a big deal, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, you've you've seen what it's like to be without these things, and it's Mm -hmm. not so bad. If you want a sandwich, have a sandwich, not like six sandwiches, and you're fine.
2: Right. Exactly. Like today, I actually, I did go to Chipotle, and I got a burrito bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. Now I did get some things in it that I probably shouldn't have gotten, like I did get some some rice,
3: mm-hmm.
2: well, and some and some beans, but um, you know I ate the one the one burrito bowl, and I was satisfied. Like you know I was like almost struggling to finish it. Awesome. Where you know James, you know me.
1: Oh yeah, you missed the two burritos. Give me another. Yeah. Yeah. Do it again. (laughs) That's that's one thing I'll say about keto that I noticed in the beginning was you are not hungry. And when you eat, you're like, oh, I'm actually, I'm actually done. Mm -hmm. You know, like even that's still, even though I haven't been like too, too fucking serious with like doing it lately, even then I noticed like my amount of food I can intake and want to intake has gone down. It's decreased. You know, I eat less now. And I don't even think about, like, putting in, like, let me pile it on here. Like, I went to Wegmans today uh, to get groceries. And I ate at their cafe, which is full of all kinds of God knows what, you know. And I got certain thing. I got stuff. And I was like, I, I, I sat there. I ate um, some chicken curry and with just, just the chicken curry. And I ate some... Uh, some shrimp thing, you know, uh, some Chinese shrimp thing. And then I had got Singapore noodles Mm -hmm. and Mm. I went to eat it and I was like, I don't want this. And I just closed the plate and threw it away. You know, and I was just, it was like, I spent $18 on that. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't eat any of it. So, um, that was pretty, it was pretty crazy for me to do that because I'm like a Nazi when it comes to like spending money. Like if I eat, if I buy something, I'm going to cram it all in my mouth whether I want want it or not.
0: Yeah. I, and I don't know if you guys have noticed, but probably even if, you, if you've if you been on low carb for a while or um, and then you eat a sandwich or something or like Mike had a burrito bowl, like there's no more food coma. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You just like we've all had the feeling where we just fucking stuff Chinese food or pizza or, you know, anything in our face and then, you know, basically finish when we fall asleep but there's there's no more of that,
1: yeah, actually, after eating so i ordered I was ordering the breadless subs from Jerry's um, for a while, which is just like the sub with meat, cheese, and no bread, because um, it's breadless. I don't know why I repeated that and I explained it to you, <laughs> um, so anyway, I ordered that, and so I we would get eat it, it, bro, we get yeah. it, no, so I would eat it, and then after that afterwards, I feel jacked, you know, I felt great, you know I felt fine, yeah,
0: it's you like know, food like I- for fuel. Or n- yeah, nutrition.
1: exactly. So a lot, of, a
2: lot of places will do that now. They'll they'll give you that option.
1: I wish more places would. I <clears> ordered <throat> so I ordered from Philly's Philly's Best.
3: <laughs> mm. I ordered
1: a uh, crazy pasta thing that I was like, I shouldn't have this, but I was like, I want pasta right now. So I ordered a, a fettuccine alfredo with chicken, and mm. their fettuccine alfredo with chicken, fucking best. Okay, a one best status. Okay, I ordered that. After I ate it, I was like, uh, and that's (laughs) when I noticed. That was the point in time when I was like, oh shit. You know, I realized I was like, I haven't felt this in a long time. You know what I mean? I hadn't felt this like, and I mean, when I say a long time, like three or four weeks, because I haven't been doing keto for like three or four weeks before I kind of like went off, fell off the wagon. But, um, it, it's very noticeable once you do keto for a little while, it's very noticeable the food coma because you don't have it. It's not a thing that was present in my life once I started keto.
0: Yeah. And when you do have it again, you're like, I never want to do this ever again in my life. But food is strong and you will do it again. But it's a horrible feeling.
1: No, but you feel it like you notice it. You know, you notice it now. I ate that linguine again since then. And I really felt it. I was like, man, this really sucks. I feel like crap. You know, yeah. and I, before it was like part of my life and I just didn't even care. You know, I was like, I realized and I was like, how did I not know after I ate food? I really wasn't like some kind of food coma. Like I felt shitty. I yeah, felt like garbage. Yeah. yeah, I feel like garbage. And I didn't even realize it until I had been doing keto for a little bit. What it felt like to feel so bad
2: when I used to go to lunch at work every day and just order whatever, you know, or just get whatever I'd get back to the, my desk, man. Oh, my God. I'd be so, you know, you almost feel like you're hungover, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but it's, but it's obviously it's not that, but it's, it must be a similar kind of thing. It's just, you just feel like crap, you know? And I was like, oh, now I'm good. You know, even like some days I haven't been doing keto chow strictly, you know? So like I I won't make a batch the night before, but then for lunch the next day at work, I'll be like, okay, well, let me stick with keto. So I'll go and I'll just make like a little salad at the salad bar. And I'll just make sure okay, I just got some greens, you know, some leafy greens. I got just some plain chicken, you know, some like chicken strips that they have. Mm-hmm. I'll put on either the, I've been doing red wine vinegar. Mhm. Not even doing the oil. Like I just been doing the red wine vinegar. Yeah, that's very like,
0: vinegar's very good for you also. Mhm.
2: And I bought a whole bottle of that stuff from uh from shoppers they have the shoppers brand and that stuff like a huge bottle of it was like a dollar 49 i was like perfect yep. <laughs> so i put that on my salad sometimes and you know just get a couple like hard-boiled eggs and that's it you know and i'll eat that and i'm and i feel great mm-hmm. i'm like cool yep you know and i'm and i'm full you know i'm like all right this is this is enough because before I used to order like a sub sandwich, like I'd get like a, let's say like a cheeseburger sub or something, and it came with fries, and then, you know, fries in a drink or whatever, and then, and for a while that was my meal, and then I would still be hungry, so I'd, so I ended up getting one of those, and then a little side dish of other stuff, like oh, some little pieces of sushi, which wasn't really sushi, it's like California rolls, but you know, yeah, we call it sushi, and um... You know, maybe like, oh, they have meatloaf today, so I'll get a piece of meatloaf or something. <laughs> you know, and I eat all that stuff, and I'd be like, of course, I'd get back to the office and be like, oh, you know, <laughs> I was like, why did I do this? You know, like every day, I'm like, I'm so hungry, Urgh. you know, and then I'm like, uh
1: mm-hmm. But
2: now, now it's not like that.
1: It's like, how did you you ask yourself, how did I go through life like this?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, know? it's a cycle. And-
0: like, you eat sugar, you get fat. The fat makes you crave more sugar which makes you hungrier, so you eat more get more fat, etc
1: no but it's mm-hmm. uh, but you have to like really i tried this just to like because i wanted to show you guys up um <laughs> you know <laughs> but like i was like whatever like in the back of my mind i was like whatever keto is just another fucking fucking fad uh-huh. you know what i mean um and this is like the first diet thing i've done that has not had not that it's had notable, notable results. I think I lost like 17 pounds, you know, no, no, like seven pounds or maybe 10, <laughs> a maybe factor 10. of
0: 10 somewhere.
1: No, I, I mean, but in like it some the period since I, like, if you look at the log, when I first put stuff in the <coughs> log to like, Excuse to like the end of that time, maybe it was like a, a week time mm-hmm. or like something like that, I lost, you know, two or three pounds every couple days. I'd notice like two, two pounds or a pound or something like that, but, um, Forget about, like, noticing weight loss. Just noticing, like, yeah, uh, I'll go up this flight of steps and not feel like shit. Um, mm-hmm. I'll eat lunch and be like, oh, this is not bad. You know what I mean? Whatever. I'm full. Or, you know, I'd come home and make... You know, I think the biggest problem with keto with me is, like, like I'm trying to master, like, the menu... Yeah. Um, my personal menu and my, trying to make, trying to, trying not to keep it complicated. I did the, the calfire last time late in the whole adventure and it was really good. But then I was broke and I was like, oh, I can't go to the grocery store and buy a bunch of keto stuff and buy meat and stuff like that. So I was like, um, so I had found this bag of cheese, various cheeses. <laughs> so I was like eating <laughs> that, you know, um, which was fine, you know, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> And then, like, eating burgers, but not eating the buns and all kinds of weird things. But I got to master the menu piece. But I think once you get that down, like, mm-hmm. it's like you could eat like this forever, you know? And it's not a big mm-hmm. deal. And you not you wouldn't feel like garbage eating like this. Like, you feel good. And it's weird because the point of what I was trying to say was, like, you're kind of trained, right? Like, you're like, uh, full means a food coma. Food coma means full, you know? Yeah, and with, then,
0: like Luby CK is like, the meal's not over when I'm full. The meal's over when I hate myself.
1: Exactly. But that's how you thats <laughs> how you think. Like, that's how you think. Yep. And you don't even notice that's a thing until you've been eating really, truly better. Yeah. You know? And that doesn't mean eating fucking tofu and rabbit food. That means, like, eating, like, a balanced meal that's good for your body under keto. So, um, and I still haven't tried my keto chow just because I'm so afraid of the poops now. Like Michael's got me terrified of the poops. I have my key to try. I haven't even tried it.
2: I think I'm more <clears throat> sensitive to that than most other people, for for whatever reason. Um,
1: I'm gonna make a badge tonight because
2: you know, you know got uh, you know, we actually got three other dudes at work now on this. Really, I don't know if I told you guys that.
1: No, did they? So, did you inspire them, or well, I knew of one. So,
2: yeah, well, we know the one. You know, because I was telling him all about, it and I showed it to him, and he's like, "Yeah, this looks this looks interesting." You know, he's like, "All right, cool." So he started doing it, and he's been doing it basically about as long as I've been doing it, and he's doing good, he likes it, you know then he's then another guy at work uh you've met him before uh James John, yeah, yeah, he's doing it, he's doing it, he's doing keto chow, you know then there's another guy at work who actually he used to be a little heavier, and in the last like maybe like three or four years, he actually lost a lot of weight, but he did it. Like, he started running. Like, he did a lot of running, and he still kind of does that. Um, but he also, you know, changed his diet totally, of course, you know. And I think he did a lot of P90 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's kind of fallen off for a while now, and he wanted to get back on and try to lose lose a, more weight. I mean, he's still nowhere near where he used to be, you know, but he's gained a few extra pounds that he wants to get rid of. And so he started doing Keto Chow now also. There's another guy at work who's doing keto, but he's not doing keto chow. He's just doing, you know, eating low low to no carb mm-hmm. stuff. You know, so we got we got a few people at work actually <laughs> doing it too. And we're like spreading the word a little bit, you know.
1: Nice. That's awesome. And they're yeah. not having the poops. The keto chow guys. The um
2: chow guys. They, mm-hmm. we've discussed it a little bit and they've they talked about how the consistency is not you know <laughs> what it once might have been, but none of them describe the problems I've been having.
1: So, so, what kind of consistency issues? Like water,
0: you know, looser.
1: Yeah, dude, you don't understand. My poops are like red October, man. Because like, you fucking, like,
0: fucking hold them in for three days.
1: It's like, oh, <laughs> you know, when it comes out, it's like bam, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh. It's like a Titanic going down and it's, it's, it's pleasurable when it comes out. You're like, yeah. Yeah. And when it goes, when you see it in there, I look at it, I get up and I turn around and look and I'm like, yeah, that's nice. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Oh man. Well, James, if you, if you're still hesitant, you should try it. But if you're still hesitant, um, start on a Friday so you can like be at home during the weekend in case anything comes up.
1: I'm gonna try it tonight because I'm stubborn. Okay, um, so it's <laughs> like go
0: against the advice of my. Well, best you should if you friends. have everything.
2: If you have everything available, you know, make a batch tonight, and then you know you put it in the fridge and you'll have it ready for tomorrow.
1: That's why I want to do it because what'll happen is I'll get a bu- late. Lately, the times I've wanted to try it, I've gotten a bug up in my butt to try it. I'm like, oh, I'll try keto, and it'll be like Monday morning at 7 a.m. and I'm like, oh, it doesn't work that way. I can't. I need. I need. I need. I need the keto chow to be like. Jelly already made or whatever yeah. already made, you know, in the refrigerator ahead of time, and then I don't do it again. And when I get home, I'm like, I'm gonna play Star Citizen for nine hours, you know, and I don't do it at all. So,
2: mm-hmm. I um, Ed, uh, Ed is actually doing it the way he's doing it. He initially bought some keto chow, but he's actually doing it where he's making his own, mm-hmm. uh, like right. he's manufacturing his own.
0: Is he using the the recipe in the Amazon links, or did he come up with a? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, one? no,
2: yeah, he's he's using that. Very good. So like there's a I believe there's a link somewhere to um the soylent website? Yes. That has kind of like the recipe. Mhm. So it's it's basically based off that. Is soylent keto? N- no. No. But um you know there's there's a website diy.soylent.com. Yeah. And so people post all kinds of recipes there. You know, for making soylent and then also See this whole thing started with soylent, right? The guy who made Keto Chow, initially he tried out Soylent, but then he wanted to try a low-carb alternative, and so that's why – that's how Keto Chow came to be a thing.
3: Okay, okay.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, I think there was another low-carb version. I was reading about it, but I don't remember what it was called now. But uh, yeah, so I might end up doing that, and that saves you even more money. I mean you have to buy everything you know, kind of up front.
0: Yeah, but a lot of the cost other than protein powder, like the the minerals and everything, it's you know, the for the it's first cheap. time you get it, it's gonna run you like forty or fifty bucks or something like that. But it's gonna last
2: a long time. Yeah, it's good yeah. for
0: you know, months worth of batches.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: <clears throat> well, good for you guys.
2: Yeah, man. Absolutely. So what are you gonna be doing, Evan? I know you've been doing, you've been talking about this carb cycling thing, right?
0: Yeah. Um, honestly, what I need to do is actually start tracking what I eat. I'll look at something and be like, eh, that's reasonable. That seems about right. But, you know, I, I should actually know the breakdown of the macronutrients, you know, carbs, protein, fat, so how many calories and all that.
2: Ed, Ed showed me this app. And it's funny because I actually bought this app a million years ago on my phone, but I didn't even have it loaded on the phone right now. Mm-hmm. It's called Lose It, mm-hmm. and it has a picture of an orange scale. Yeah, as the icon, and that's what the app is for for tracking all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I could use um, that, or uh, I think I still have a membership to or uh, uh, account with MyFitnessPal.
2: Hmm. Well, he was using MyFitnessPal, but he's like, I hate this fucking app. <laughs> you know, he's like, it sucks. He's like, if you put in your own custom thing. Like you know, let's say oh, a burger from McDonald's has these things in it. Other people can then use it. Yes. But then if you try, you're like, oh, I'm not going to use this anymore, or the recipe changed, or whatever, and you try to go in and delete it or something, you can't because someone else is using it. Ah, uh, okay. So he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't like this. So with Lose It, you're it's a little more flexible. Okay. So uh, the app itself is free, but I guess you have to pay for some some portion of it. Mm -hmm. like you pay per, you know, per year or something.
3: Okay.
2: I mean, it's like 40 bucks a year or something, you know, it's not like a million dollars. It's not a big deal, but.
0: Worth checking into.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously we've been, we have it on iOS. I'm assuming it exists on Android.
0: Well, as you Um, may or may not realize, I am now an owner of uh, both types of devices.
2: That is true. That is true. Yep. So you could uh, could go that route also. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, but yeah, um, I'll, I'll be honest. I have not been tracking shit except for just trying to do, trying to either eat keto chow or if I do eat regular food, I'm just like trying to do low carb as much as possible. Mm-hmm. That's all I've been doing.
0: You yep. know? It works. So. Just make reasonable choices. <coughs>
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: But to answer your question, I'm still, I'm going to be continuing um, carb cycling, most likely just having, you know, high carb days on uh, days where I go to the gym and lift weights and uh, considering what I recommended to you, which Mm. or something similar was basically take uh, or do keto chow on the days where I'm not lifting anything. Right. Right, right. And also a suggestion about uh, poop since I, I wanted to get back to that. Um, how, how did it affect you when you reduced the amount of cream? And also have you tried substituting heavy cream for um, coconut cream? Like you find in the international aisle they use for like Thai curries and stuff like that. It's like a thick coconut uh, thing in a can.
2: Well, that, wouldn't that not mix well with the,
0: uh, it, the mix? Uh, it mixes fine. I mean, it's basically this the same consistency, or even a little bit thinner than heavy cream, um, and also um, just oh, to, so
2: this is different from coconut.
0: It's not. It's not like um, soy milk, coconut milk, cashew milk. It's like coconut cream that's used for like Thai curry sauce.
2: No, I'm thinking of because uh, what is it? Like MCT oil is just coconut oil minus whatever.
0: Medium chain triglycerides. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, But but coconut oil itself, supposedly, it doesn't... Um, doesn't,
0: um, Well, I didn't say coconut oil, bro. I said coconut cream.
2: Coconut cream. Yes. So that's a little different.
0: Yeah, you find it in the can in the international section. Coconut cream. Yes, if you've ever had like a fucking Indian curry mm-hmm. that has the sauce is made from like curry powder and coconut cream,
3: hmm. a lot okay. of times. So, so my, that's an idea.
0: The reason for suggesting that is the fat content is even a little bit lower than heavy cream. So in theory, you you could you know burn a little bit more body fat, but also it's non dairy. So if your issues are because of dairy then mm-hmm. that would eliminate that portion and you might have an overall better experience.
2: Something to, something to consider.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the that stuff is like a dollar a can or something. So you could mm-hmm. try that for a day or two days or something just to see what your, you know, what your reaction okay. is. If there's any changes. That's a yeah, great idea.
2: Definitely. Cause a lot um, of
0: people do have issues with dairy.
2: There is one thing though, that, I mean, this is worth a shot and I'm definitely going to go pick up a can or two at some point. But one thing, because I was thinking about this, it turns out heavy whipping cream or heavy cream or whatever. Yes. Has very little to no lactose in it. Correct. So most people's problem with milk is that they are lactose intolerant. But if this is, if the stuff I'm eating basically doesn't have any lactose in it, then, you know. But maybe my problem is not lactose itself, maybe it's some other component of it. I don't know, you know. Could be. Um, because it turns out lactose is the sugar. Yep.
0: Yeah. Which is why drinking skim milk is probably more of an issue than drinking whole milk for those people. But they're mm-hmm. like, Oh my god, skim milk's so much healthier. It's just fucking white colored water. It's gross. People are
3: mm-hmm.
2: stupid. When I was younger, we I used to always get skim milk, but
0: Yeah, my mom still I, drinks I it.
2: I now realize the error of my ways.
0: Yeah, my mom think, thinks skim milk is better than whole milk. I'm like, ugh, fucking nuts.
1: Yeah, they think it's better for you, but it's not. It's it's actually just a shitty low, a shitty more horrible milk, and it makes you feel. Well, like a it's bad the way of, the of thinking,
2: you know. That's exactly wrong, which yeah. is that eating fat makes you fat.
1: Dude, I saw but, a guy at the grocery store with all this wheat bread in his cart. I was like, uh, it's healthy, bro. Yeah, and, and yeah. I'm thinking to myself, like, he's yeah, buying wheat bread, and he's buying, like, fucking the weird, some weird, like, healthy cereal, like, like healthy, quote-unquote cereal, and I was like, man, somebody, him and his wife were probably like, this is the right thing to feed our kids, this is right, you know what I mean? And I was just thinking, man, we're just so wrong-headed, like, we all, mm-hmm. I know better now, and I'm better than these people. No, I'm just That's kidding. true. <laughs> That's but then, true. I just thought, I was like, man, this is like, the whole, we're all being tricked, you know what I mean? Thinking, like, this is the right way to be.
0: And really, i Yeah there's there's a lot of trickery but if people just turn the can over or turn the bag over and read the nutrition information which is printed on everything you can you can get some healthier stuff like wheat bread people don't look and see that it has like the same nutrition information as fucking bleached white bread it's just a different color they see the word wheat and they're like oh i think wheat's healthy yeah it's the same yeah. thing it's a brown well, white bread
2: well we both know that neither bread is Probably, what what at least not what we should be eating like you and I. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they
1: charge you more for it. Yeah. Also, step your game up, random, man. It's got nuts and random bric-a-brac in it. And you're just like to kill yourself <laughs> for eating it. <laughs> <You're> like
0: <laughs> get yourself so this, a nice sourdough.
1: This bread's
2: all bones. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh sour I'll tell you what though, Evan, sourdough is fucking nice.
0: Hell yeah, it is. It is. Or like a, a like a nice rosemary loaf. It's like crispy mm-hmm. on the outside and soft on the inside.
2: hmm I got some bread, dude. Like this is probably like two years ago or something. Is it nice like, bread? Oh no 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 no. This is nicer <laughs> than nice. I got some bread at fucking Panera. Oh like yeah. Like a whole loaf of bread. Oh, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. It's like seven dollars for one loaf of bread.
0: Yeah. It's fucking amazing. It's delicious. <laughs> my you mom was know, very trust round
2: loaf. Uh, oh, great.
0: When uh, my mom and I lived in DC, she was very trusting and I was um, you know, quite confident and adventurous, so I would you know, I was fourth grade so He's like She's like, "Hell you know, yeah, I'll
2: get in that van."
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like 9 or 10 or something. She's like, "Here's the uh and she subscribed to some coupon thing. They gave uh, a free loaf of bread from the marvelous market, which was the, mm-hmm. like a local bakery on Connecticut and some street. I don't know. Um, so she was like, "Here, go get a loaf of uh, go get a loaf of rustic bread or whatever." Rustic bread was like my favorite kind—nice and crunchy on the outside, but super soft on the mm-hmm. inside. It's kind of—it's kind of like a not so sour sourdough.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, yeah, I remember going to the bakery. I was like, "Fuck." All this stuff is so great, but yeah, I used to walk around DC alone when I was nine or ten.
1: That, That's the nice. story.
0: Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> where this where I was going with that, or where it started. But we were talking about bread, and it made me think about that nice bread.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I think we've had you
2: a yeah. We have a fondness for nice bread over here. So yep,
0: Bread's absolutely. Good.
1: Bread's awesome.
2: Or good bread. Yeah, yeah. good bread. That's right. <laughs> Buy good bread. I bought a loaf of bread today. My mom's like, get, get a, she's, she wrote sliced bread. So, uh, which <laughs> I knew, I, I was like, oh, okay. Cause you know how many times she's been like, get bread. And I came home with a sliced bread. She's like, I didn't mean that. I'm like, well, you didn't say good bread.
1: You well, said Sliced yeah. good bread. What will you get?
0: You You can get sliced good
1: bread. You can, you can. Okay. So you'll get a French, a French roll, but sliced.
2: They sell, they sell their like round, like round loaves, like over where the Italian bread is and stuff. Mm -hmm. They sell like round loaves already cut.
0: Yeah. And a lot of stores actually have a slicer there Mm -hmm.
3: also. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, usually by the time I'm at the grocery store, all that stuff's closed. Yeah. But
0: Um, that brings up a question, actually. Why doesn't your mom bake her own bread?
2: My mom is not a baker.
0: Uh, it does not take that much effort. She does not bake things. Well, really, so. Uh-huh. Okay. So she refuses to take responsibility for her addiction for good bread.
2: Her, her addiction to bread. <laughs>
0: yes. Her bread diction.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: Anyways, I think we've had a very productive fat chat and uh, James, I thank you for participating and not trying to rush through it.
1: Oh, you're lucky! I was about to be like, okay, moving right along. <laughs> yeah, uh, like I, knew,
0: I knew we were kind of coming to the uh, to the limit there.
1: Um, <laughs> all right, so what do you got, Evan? You're up here. Yeah, on our uh, going into list. the
0: extra section, got a couple YouTube uh, links. The first one, James, um, is the one I thought you might have some interest in. It's the Osmosis Pathophysiology YouTube channel. Oh, God. I think they've been around for a little less than a year, uh, actually, about six months. Um, but they have some actually very interesting explanations of diseases, um, ailments, stuff like that. Um, and it's kind of not really infographic, but in, in a way that makes it easy to follow and the, uh, the narrator breaks it down as they like draw through it basically. So actually quite a good channel. Um, I will send you a link to the video that I watched that I thought would be um, pertinent to you and a little bit myself actually um the second link in there for the internet doctor is uh mike this one's kind of for you um mm-hmm. a guy's channel i came across who is uh his name is dr tony huge
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: <laughs> and he is a uh a non-natural bodybuilder who travels around? Um, who he has a gym. They talk about doing, you know, um, D ball, steroids, uh, synthol, all kinds of uh, questionable substances. He also he's also a bodybuilder and recently went on a trip to like Thailand and Singapore. And um, his videography needs quite a bit of work, but uh, interesting channel. And this is the this is the uh, extremely questionable medical advice channel that I was referring to earlier about Before weight loss.
1: Continue, um, I'm looking at his number two video, Doctor Tony Huge original music video, titties all up in my grill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a classic man! What a wonderful individual! Let's oh, yeah. continue. <laughs>
0: Full of spectacular information. Yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah, and my final link in the extra section. Throwing back to what we were talking about before, the title is This Guy is Replicating Blade Runner Shot for Shot in MS Paint. And they look like garbage, but it's like if any of us tried to do the exact same thing. It's just playing out certain Blade Runner scenes in Some
2: of these actually don't look that bad, though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I thought you guys would enjoy that.
2: That's funny, but actually, since you mentioned that, Evan... There's been talk, I've heard that they're actually making a sequel to Blade Runner. That is now, there's, I, I stumbled across a game, or uh, I'm sorry, like a, uh, not a game, but like a, I stumbled upon this thing that's, it's. I think it's a Kickstarter or something like that,
3: mm-hmm.
2: for, for someone who wants to make another movie in the style of Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, it's, like, all unofficial and everything.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about the Blade Runner sequel possibility, like, a few months ago. Mm
3: -hmm. Now, I don't
0: know if it was regarding that Kickstarter campaign or if it was, like, official being made by Hollywood. Um, But I think there is a sequel in the works somewhere.
2: Yeah, I've heard that there's, like, an actual, like... Official sequel coming out.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We're and we were like, "Why, man? Just leave leave some fucking classics alone."
2: Yeah, yeah. I
0: wonder what wa- Doctor Tony Huge would have to say about the sequel.
2: I want to say the the unofficial one that I thought I saw on Kickstarter or something it was called like Blade Hunter or something like that. Ugh. But uh, I can't find it now. So oh well. Oh, well. We'll have to leave it.
0: Yep, yeah. James. I just sent you a link personally to that one video that I I had mentioned. You can watch it whenever. Okay, um, I'm
1: sorry. I went down the rabbit hole of uh... Doctor Tony Huge. Yeah, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> dude. Okay.
0: Some of his videos, like I said, cinematography is garbage. It looks like he's just doing it from his cell phone, and he makes cuts like in the middle of sentences. It's retarded. But he has some interesting videos. Um, the one that actually caught my eye was about uh, DNP, which is used to block um, or allow the mitochondrial cells to like come out of your fat cells and burn energy without using the ATP sequence, which is how your body uses energy. I did I explained that very poorly. Uh, I'm not an actual doctor. I'm just an internet doctor. Um but basically you can take this substance called dnp which used to be in diet pills in the early 30s but was then outlawed for some reason um it it basically like a thermogenic it elevates your body temperature and causes like small like micro muscle spasms and it it heats you up and you like sweat the weight off basically um but it's it's kind of want- sketchy these days cuz you can't like buy it over the counter uh, you have to like buy it from like a fake fertilizer shop and st- shit like that. It's like it's an industrial chemical, blah blah blah. But
1: yeah, this <laughs> this like I think nice. it's like it looks like his episode from two weeks ago is is him uh, actually injecting. like multiple steroids in one syringe. I'm like, yeah, this guy's fucking bold, dude. Like oh, this yeah. is like, I mean, look, I'm glad that someone exists who's like, hey, here's the best way to do heroin. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that guy exists. I'm glad that guy, the guy's like, man, steroids are great. Use them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And here's the right way to do it. I guess, I don't know if that's what he's saying or not, but I guess if I'm hoping he's like saying that,
3: Yeah, I'm glad, pretty that much.
1: Person, I'm glad that person exists, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I wish you didn't exist. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, uh, I, I would love for this to just stay in the closet and not know it, not know it's a real thing.
0: I, I am glad that I found this. I would personally prefer that it would actually come from a more reputable source. I don't know the source of this gentleman's <laughs> doctorate in medicine, um, but, you know, it's it, I didn't know about some of these things before. So at least it gave me the idea that they existed and I can go look them up on my own and try to find, you know, PubMed research and stuff like that. Um but, I do encourage you to watch some of his videos.
1: Well, he has a video here called "Big Orexia Syndrome," <laughs> so <laughs> I'll definitely have to learn about this uh real medical condition suffered by big guys getting their pump. I don't know what the fuck chasing their pumps. I don't know mm-hmm. what's happening mm-hmm. here, man. <laughs> okay yeah um yeah,
0: <clears throat> that's all I had for the uh for the for the show extras this week.
1: okay, mink.
2: All right, so I just have one thing, really, to talk about. I saw this in passing on Facebook. In a, It's on a website, sciencemag.org. A little article where... So, electron microscopes, they can only produce images in black and white. But they're starting to be able to do it in color now. So, it is artificial color. Like, they're just kind of adding the color in to... Be able to see, you know, the contrast between different things, Mm -hmm. but it makes looking at things a lot more interesting and a lot more detailed.
0: And helpful. I mean, that's what they do with a lot of astro, like radio photography, Mm -hmm. like the, you know, the colors in the galaxies may not be what's actually there, but they assign them. They assign colors to a certain frequency so you can distinguish depth and volume and, you know, a lot of helpful information.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So the question is, is it a tumor? <laughs>
2: right, exactly.
0: It's not a tumor.
2: So yeah, so that's it. It's just a little quick article and I have a picture here. But mm-hmm. looks kinda interesting. So Thank you. Something something to something to take a look at.
0: I see you provided links to the Blade Runner sequels?
2: Yeah, so the the other one is actually funded on Indiegogo. is Blade Hunter, which is like a fan-made kind of movie. But there is an official sequel coming out called Blade Runner 2049 that will have Harrison Ford in it. And it's going to be made with the original director as well.
0: Okay, nice. so there's some hope.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but it's not going to come out till well, about a year from now, I think. That's pretty so good. So they that must already be.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they're filming right now, or they're almost done, maybe.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep.
1: Pretty neat. Okay, so um, mine was just this one show I watched on Netflix. It's a really awkward TV show. It's called Chewing Gum. It's a British comedy, which, honestly, I don't know how everyone feels. I love British comedies. I think the dryness, the level of dryness is just right And when British humor is like a different type of humor, I think it's really funny. Uh, So this show is a show about an awkward, uh, religious, hyper-religious black girl in England. Her mother's from Africa. I guess they're African, you know, and her mother's very African, but her and her sister are very British, um, but they're hyper religious, and so in the beginning of the show she's dating some religious guy, but she just wants to have sex. And it's just about her misadventures in womanhood, um, which I know nothing about, and the show I'm obviously not the show's core audience, but I thought the show was hilarious. I watched like two or three episodes of it, and I don't like cringy stuff, but this is so cringy. Um, but if you like cringy stuff and you like awkward moments and like you know, weird comedy, this was a great show. I really enjoyed it. I put a video, a little snap, like a little teaser trailer up there in the show notes if you want to check it out. Uh, It's called Chewing Gum. It's very funny. It's on Netflix right now if you want to see it. So if you have a Netflix account, just look it up. It's, you know, I think it's worth the watch, but, you know, that's it. When you
0: were describing it to us earlier, I, it wasn't familiar at all, but I watched the, the video clip on YouTube and I was like, oh. I've seen this show before, so okay, yeah. um, I don't I don't think we've talked about it before, but I saw it somewhere maybe a, like a year ago and never really got into it. But, you know, the premise was hilarious.
1: Yeah. And, and there's a there's a show very similar to this on Uh, it's not net. it's it's on HBO called uh, Insecure and it's by the woman who wrote who wrote or did a web series called An Awkward Black Girl. Uh,
2: that actually looks kind of funny, James.
1: Yeah, I, I think it is funny. I, I, haven't, what, I haven't
2: watched it yet. but
1: Wait, what What looks funny? Insecure. Oh, yeah. Insecure is funny. Insecure is definitely funny. It's just it's more cringy moments, and I just could barely get through it. But um, it, it's fu- everything I saw of it, I watched like three episodes of that. It was funny. Um, definitely worth watching. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting because this is like gonna get into a racial thing but <laughs> I, th- I think it's interesting I don't know I can't speak to British people but for black people we are normally have our own stereotypes within ourselves now it's not so much like that now you have like these kind of weird black guys who are like I call them a weird black guy but now it's like the new normal like a Donald Glover or a any uh, NRD you know uh, what's not NRD what's the guy's name? Mm-hmm. rope for For real, you know what I mean? You have these kind of, like, different type of black guys who, like, are wacky, and they wear, like, skinny jeans and Vans, and, you know, they're not, like, a stereotypical, like, yo, what up? You know what I mean? And this, these shows celebrate that different, that differentness, and I like that. Yeah, I like that about it. Like, this girl in Insecure, she's not... A stereotype. She's just like a girl trying to make it happen, and she's tired of being labeled as this black girl because she's just a normal person. And I love that about it. Like, it's like we all need to be in that headspace where we're like, I'm just a person. My race does not define me. So, um, anyway, that's all I had. Very good. Any last thoughts, guys? Cool.
0: No. Uh, thank you for reminding <laughs> me of Chewing Gum.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, chewing that's Gum? Yeah, and this is what the other show's called. Um, Mike, you have anything?
2: Uh, one thing I did want to talk about briefly, James, we were talking last night about Westworld. Yeah. So you're, you're still liking it.
1: Oh yeah. I like it. I like it. It's, uh, I think, uh, I talked to, I was talking to Dave about it and it's a little slow to pick up. I think mm-hmm. they're trying to build a universe, though, so they can take over for Game of Thrones when that finishes in a couple seasons. So um, that's what they're trying to do. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but I like the show. You know, I think it's a good show.
3: Okay. All mm-hmm. right.
1: Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't mind watching. I, I hope they, you know, we'll see what happens. Does
0: it stick to uh, the canon of the movie at all?
1: or No, is, is it's, it's similar. It's, it's its own thing okay it's, which is good it's original and inventive and different and you don't have you wouldn't you don't have to have seen the movie or read the book to to get it or understand it or care about it like it this is good on its own with great actors and that's what i like about it you know um it doesn't have the the like the like uh constant plot line building and the constant uh Dramatic cliffhanger of every episode of Cl- like Game of Thrones. You're like, oh, and they died. Oh, and they got raped. Oh, and they're lost. You know what I mean? Like every episode is like, <gasps> you know what I mean? At the end, this doesn't have that because they're trying to build a universe. Because the story is so possibly big that I think the cliffhanger is not going to come to the end of the season. But otherwise, um I think it's good. You know what I mean? I and I think it's not the same you know, that's the problem. I think people like, I think like Dave has with it and I sort of have with it too, but I'm willing to stick with it and I'll keep watching it. And I think Dave was too. So cool. Cool. All right. Well All right. guys, it's been an absolute pleasure being on with you again tonight. Um, we are two minutes under two hours, so we are doing good. Um, let's fill the last um, two minutes with a barbershop quartet.
3: Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <Yeah>. Hello. No. <laughs> right All right. Up. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> yeah, goodbye. There you go. Um, okay. So this is James. And for Evan and Michael, have a nice day.